you know, the wonderful thing about having an audience like you guys over on Patreon, it's not really an audience, it's more like a family, right? The, the beautiful thing about having a family is that you get to have like experiments, you get to try things out, right? You get to try content out, you get to throw things, see if they stick at the wall, right? So I, I, I run these experiments, I get my feedback from you guys, the, the people that I care most about, the opinion that I care most about, um, and, and we make adjustments and we move forward. We see if things stick or if they don't. This is another prime example of that coming up next. Don't even have a name for it, but it's a group of you guys, a group of people that come from this community, that care about this community, that, lo that, that love this community that you've heard from and seen. Um, so let, let us know how this goes. Um, I, for one, loved it. I've studied a lot of this stuff for a long time, listened to a lot of audio mediums, video mediums. This is good stuff. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you did or didn't, Good or bad, feedback is important. Dude, I'm in bed. Of course he's shirtless. I'm in bed. Is that a camel behind you in front of a mountain? So the story I was telling during, during online classes, during good days, I had my happy llama. And then oh, bad yeah. days and classes I hated, I had my not-so-happy llama. Angry llama. Yes. I will go with my presentation background. For you guys, though, I'm good. I, I kind of like the llama, Jr. I, oh, Christmas the tree llama? back there. I see. Okay. Let's see what Rudes is rocking with. Any guesses? Oh, of course. He's in the spare bedroom with no shower door. Yes, he's in the office. That's my guy right there. <laughs> what up, Rudes? Hello, hello. There he is. So Zoom has this thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Have you been zooming enough? Zoom has this thing where Every once in a while, if you haven't been on Zoom in a while, you hop in there, the audio is just out. Like, you can't hear anything. They can hear you every once in a while. You can't hear anything. And then as soon as you close Zoom, it tells you you're due for an update. And that's all it was. Instead of telling you you need an update before, it tells you you need an update after you canceled it and had to bail out of the entire meeting. Jake, I, I think you that. have the same issue. Uh, well, I could hear Jeremiah. I just couldn't hear you. And so then... Not once, worth hearing. I mean, I, you know. It's just app, so... Mine was already updated. Jeremiah, it's you look mighty handsome. Is that is that a little mini tree? What we got going on here? Yeah, it's a mini tree with all of our uh, extended family presents. Heck yeah. Our Christmas tree is absolutely loaded down with presents. We did, um, like, a, we shared notes with each other mm -hmm. and put our Christmas list on there. So we got every everything that we ever wanted was on there. So what was yeah. the – I'm curious. for What was the cutoff for, like – mom stopped and mom and dad stopped like taking a christmas list for you because i think mine was when i was like 11 or 12 years old well no we like this since we we never haven't really had a christmas list since again 11 or 12 but we um typically we just ask hey what's one big thing you want this year like everybody changed was that one big mm. thing yeah that was original plan this year but since we all kind of added to the list my mom went absolutely berserk it bought everybody anything they wanted That'll happen. That'll happen. Um, nah, so I, I guess I, I asked you guys to do some sports topic searching. Um, one of mine. I don't know about you guys. Did, did you watch Charlie Woods this past weekend with no. his daddy? Heard about it. Oh, my God, dude. So 12-year-old kid, first of all, I saw him stripe a three-wood off the deck like 245 yards. If yep. you play any golf, okay, the hardest thing to do for most golfers is find the bottom of the swing on a three-wood 
Yeah. Off, yeah. Like off natural grass. Most people top it, chip it, like like all kinds of shank it, hook it, snap it. It's it almost it's like the hardest thing to do in golf. He's 12 years old and he's hitting it 245 off the deck. Okay. And I'm just curious. Were, do you know of anybody or were you one of these kids that were like super good at something when you were 12? And if you can't apply to that, was there anything you were superiorly good at when you were 12 years old? Mine obviously would be eating. I was a, I was a basically a competitive eater at 12 years old. Really, really good at it. Some would say the best. Um, and results vary as well. Uh, results prove it. Uh, but I would also say that I threw some smoke on the baseball diamond at like 12 years old, but nothing like literally world series esque. So, you know, wh where, where do we place Charlie Woods on this kind of like, you know, pantheon of childhood prodigies? Cause this is, this might be something nuts. Jake, you look like you, something. Well, you got something. Well, here's the question to me. So, you know, growing up, I played travel baseball from the time I was like 12 years old. So I was a late bloomer. Um, I mean, like, I didn't really get the good facial hair and everything until I was like 17 years old. I don't have so, it at 27. So exactly. So at 12, I was a little chubby kid who probably like you could have convinced somebody I was just a big ass, like 10 year old, no big deal. And there's always like the 12 year old who had already hit puberty. And I don't think Charlie Woods has already hit puberty or anything, but there was always one kid that was just yeah. so above everybody else. That and was my next question. The Who question, was that kid? The question was, is he going to be that kid who's still on top no matter what age he's at, which I assume he will be, but – or is he going to be that good? And then when he gets 18, 19 and gets on the pro tour, is he just going to kind of level out and be like so an the, average guy? The, the good thing about golf is that even if he peaks physically, like he's not like better than everyone at 12 right now because he's bigger than everyone. That's like true. when the kids that I knew – like, the, the first one that comes to mind when I think about a, a situation like this, nobody will know him. I don't think they will. Some people that know me might know him. But uh, Keontae Green was a guy that I played with at 12 years old that was an absolute freak. He went on to play running back at Purdue. But when we were 12, he was great at everything. I mean, absolutely great at everything, except basketball. But, I mean, baseball could hit at a country mile. Football was the, the hardest-hitting, like, fastest runner. And then in high school, he was still that, but he kind of had, like, maxed out physically. Golf is like the only sport that if you max out physically, it doesn't matter. Like Roy McElroy has won majors at like five foot eight. Okay. Like five mm -hmm. foot eight, 145 pounds and, and stripes the golf ball is one of the longest guys on tour. So even if he peaks physically, he might still be great. Well, what I, I, I guess to me, the question is like, what's your question really? Are you saying that's an indicator that he's going to be awesome later on or that he's, uh, because he's already doing so well now um, or is that you know he's just really good for his age bracket I mean I'll tell you right now I can hit a driver maybe about 220 on a good day um, so 250 for a kid that's 12 years old and probably what 70 85 pounds soaking wet I mean that's that's a man size hit right there I guess I I just wanted to know right what's up Jeremiah I'll just say it blows my mind how how, how, great. how great he is at 12 years old you just don't see that, man. It, it blows my mind. <laughs> Jake went right to put a shirt on. I think it should be a rule that whenever we're on camera, Jake should not be able to wear a shirt. 
Yeah. Like, those are the rules. I had to adjust. You can't, you can't not... show up. You can't show up to the Zoom shirtless and it guns down, trapped out, and then go put a take on because you're so <laughs> conscious know, right? about your shirtlessness. Well, I did. I was very conscious about the angle I was getting sitting in bed, <laughs> so I had to. Uh, adjust. You were a former fat kid, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> Oh. It makes your trap look amazing, bro. Because you oh, know, dude. it looks just boulders. Bro. I mean, boulders, oh, boulders on the shoulders. I but no, I, guess, I guess to answer your question about Michael, well, what is my question, Roots? I guess my question is, wh- wh- which way does this go? Because history tells us it's like crash and burn. There, there's no like mediocre in the middle, right? I, I was thinking, like, turns out, I mean, you guys know. Jake Fromm, childhood baseball prodigy. Don't know if you know this. Won a, won a Little League World Series at 12 years old, okay, with the, right. with the Georgia team. Really, really good young baseball player. Was on the circuit, was well-known when he was young. Wayne Gretzky, talking about going from hot to cold. We're talking about Jake Fromm to Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky scored 378 goals when he was 10 years old, I found out today. That's pretty go. daggum dominant, okay? So that's childhood prodigy-like. He turned out to be the greatest of all time. And then, of course, there's the Williams sisters, right? Venus and Serena. When they were younger, okay, when they were 12 and 10 years old, Venus being the older one, they were 109 and three in one season. The only three losses were actually from uh, Serena, who ended up being, you know, the, the greatest, I guess you could say, tennis player of all time. She's got the most majors ever. But um, I guess which way does it go? And I'm hoping it's the great one because I think we all got cut on what Tiger could have been. Between all, with all, with all the other stuff, I think we got kind of cut off on what Tiger could have been. And maybe selfishly, this this kind of this me speaking selfishly as a sportsman, maybe we get what we thought we were gonna get in a terms of a lifespan of a of, of a career out of you know little tiger. And that would be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I had a conversation with my goddad about it. Um I just picked up my niece. I just had a conversation with my goddad saying that um I think he's gonna be, you know, possibly has a possibility of being a goat in the sport if he keeps his nose clean literally now, i don't mean to wish on anybody but i mean you see what these child stars i mean they like you said they're either going all the way down or all the way up and it just has to keep disciplined that's well, a really point i mean look at his dad you know kind of a, a prime example of that right there right oh uh, his dad dad had a, dad had a really really like interesting childhood to say the least like well, uh, you Tiger's think, dad, that whole HBO documentary is nuts if you've seen that. You think Tiger has to have been like, hey, son, here's what's going to happen. You're already seeing it. Like, you're already on ESPN. Like, you're doing yeah. this, doing that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of strange that comes your way. And <laughs> you need to, uh, yeah, keep that on the DL. So. <laughs> Look at the shit that daddy into. If anyone in this Zoom knows about strange, it's the guy that showed up shirtless. That's for God dang sure right there. Not wrong. Trap season over there. Trap season right there. Shirtless with the with my llama over here. Shirtless with the llama over here. Jake Paul. What do you think about Jake Paul? We got Bro. thoughts, opinions. We got a professional fighter in here. A guy that's Last. actually fought professionally. I guess we should start with him. Rudy, so, well, what, what do you think? Did you watch it? A, I mean, you sent me the stream, so I'm assuming you watched it. I did um, not. Did you watch the not. highlights, the clips? I did. Anything. I, did. Did so you? I, I, caught okay. up, I caught up on some highlights and I watched some videos. Um, of course, because I wanted to see more. I had questions, you know, of course, like, hey, what happened? What was the game plan? It was one punch, you know, but what led up to that? Because there's a million ways a fight can go. 
Um, and honestly, I think at the end, you know, we all want to say, and I can make up, like I said, make up reasons, you know, Ty Woodley's not the greatest striker, but, but he, he's a decent striker. He's got some knockouts on his record. You know, he's got plenty of power in his hands. So to discredit him and say, you know, oh, he's horrible. And that makes Jake Paul still crap. It's not like as much as I don't like Jake Paul, um, there are some things like I still, Tyrone Lee's not an elite level striker and boxing, in my opinion, is harder than MMA. You can't run from boxing. Yeah. All you do is sit there and throw punches and the volume. It's actually harder for an MMA star to an athlete to go into boxing strictly because of that. Cause the volume is more, you gotta, you work a lot more. So in the end, I might not like Jake Paul, but I have to give him credit. He's a decent fighter right now. That's that was going to be my question, Rudy, because the the main the main criticism I hear from this is that to hell with this guy. He's fought four or five fights. He's making, you know, 40 million dollars a fight, whatever it is. He's fighting on stars, selling out arenas. And what about all these guys that have fought up through the ranks and climbed the ranks to actually be a professional boxer? That's what I keep hearing. What about the professional boxer? And my question to you, Rudy, is like, where on the spectrum of clean professional boxing is this? Is this product that they're putting out? Or is this just a good show? Like, there's a difference between being a good fight and good a good boxing match, right? A professional <laughs> boxing match. Where are we at on the spectrum of this when you watch it as a guy that's seen the full spectrum over the time? Because as a newcomer, as a guy that just watches, like, fights because I like seeing people get hit, they hit each other. I mean, it looks yeah. cool. Like, it's fun to watch. Right. Like, that dude, that dude went to sleep on the canvas. I mean, a lot of people and on social media nowadays going crazy about dude wipes on his butt cheeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it worked. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. But, to, I mean, I hate to say it, but I was actually watching a, a Kobe Coving interview. I hate that guy, too. But now I understand him, and I respect him a little bit more today. Uh, great background as a wrestler. Started with Jorge Masvidal. Amassed an awesome record, had just come off a win, and apparently uh, the UFC told him, hey, we're going to cut you. It's great that you win, but but you're not bringing you're boring. No one really wants to see it. And so that's when he came out with this big personality that everyone loves to hate now. Uh, it's one of the reasons I hate him. But it made me understand that the one thing different from boxing um, is that they did some of this. I forgot the guy, Don whatever, you know, with the big hair. Back Don Lemon. Don, yeah, you know, just you know, he did. The I think big, I called him Don Lemon. I think his Don name is Don Lemon. That's the guy from CNN, <laughs> isn't it? or something. I'll look it up. But uh, they put on a big show, and the truth is, Dana White and the UFC have a history of sitting fighters that aren't exciting. Don King. So, in my opinion, I think at a boxing skill level, from what I've heard, especially, and this is the big thing for me, is sparring sessions. Mm. If you dared to go in a ring and you throw as hard as you can, and every sparring session is a war, that tells me you are scared, and you haven't mastered that yet. A good fighter is going there, they're calm. Boom, 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 and they've got a game plan. I think Jay Paul is an experienced, uh, he's a, an experienced, you know, uh, recent arrival. I wouldn't say that he's anywhere near, you know, Pacquiao, uh, definitely not <laughs> anywhere near, uh, a great up-and-comer like Ryan Garcia, um, but he's not done. That, that's my question. Put him in a ring, and then that's what that's everyone's question, matter of fact, Rude. Put him in a yeah. ring against guys that have been fighting for 10 years. 
not like boxing, not like UFC fighting. Like, yeah, those guys have touched bags. Those guys have sparred. I'm talking about dudes that live on their feet and exchange jabs. Like these dudes that have been doing this for 10, 15 years, he still hasn't fought a real boxer yet. What like, and, and that's, that's something that I think a lot of people are hating on. I mean, that conversation, that conversation was had whenever Floyd and, um, and McGregor fought. I mean, McGregor yeah. was laying it on the first couple of line, first couple of rounds. I mean, Floyd just waited him out. And once he got tired, he started laying it on him. But if you leg kick Floyd one, one time, he's down for the night. Yeah. And you've got to get a legitimate boxer in there with Jake to prove his worth. Because otherwise, all, I mean, you're, he, it's all he, about the money. Yeah. It's yeah. all about the money. They did so here's 30, the thing. They did 30 mil in pay-per-view. Oh, dude, he's put he's putting up Mayweather. He's putting up Mayweather numbers in terms right, of like, like retention yeah. and people watching the shit. Mayweather, Pacquiao, and 15 did 410 mil. Mayweather and McGregor did 396 mil. And I know like that's such a huge difference in the yeah. amount of money. And that's just pay-per-view. That's not including anything else that they may have made money off of. And people be like, oh, there's still a huge difference. Yeah, but do you know how much it took to get Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor yeah. in that fight? It took marginal yeah. amounts to get Woodley and freaking Jake Paul to do this to make and 30 million. Those other those other fights are like in major arenas in Europe, they got major cards that have like real boxers that cost real money. That like honestly, they probably paid guys on the undercard for those fights more than they're paying guys like Tyron Woodley to step in the ring for for a stars matchup. Like it's a so different ben type Askren, of budget. Go ahead. Ben Askren got paid half a million dollars to Jake's point to lose. Yeah. In what a couple rounds, he's never made much money. In I think two or three fights combined in a whole year combined from the UFC. Um, oh, that, that, that's the problem. That like so if, if we're gonna talk about like uh, combat sports, that's the problem. This let's, damn let's this damn YouTuber rolled up in here and started paying UFC fighters more than freaking Dana White has in the last 10, 15 years. That Dana White's butthole is puckered, folks. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> because is. these because... dudes that are, these dudes that are retired that have won belts. Are now making more money taking dives on canvases for fucking YouTubers. Like that's real. Is, is that Dana White has been he has fought this battle for so long to share the profits. I mean, the amount of money that fighters make compared to other sports, like um, I think NBA, obviously, where they have a, a share amount for the profits, they don't have that in the UFC. So that's why he wants to keep people like like Conor McGregor, who are big names. And people want to see that because they're a big personality. And then they, they have the talk to back it up. So they walk to walk. They can, you know, peacock it. And they can actually do it. That's, a, that's their business dream. And so, like I said, Dana White has a, a history of, of getting rid of fighters. He doesn't care. He wants a show. And a couple years ago, uh, I actually had the ability to, like, stay and coach. Um, and I just graduated at a gym and they were like, Hey, if you stay in Athens, we will make you a coach. You've been here long enough. And I looked up the UFC pay. And if you make the undercard, you might get five grand to show up. And then if you win another five grand on top of that, if you win. So if you fight three times a year, which is a what? Two, three month uh, fight camp, two months, three times a year, then you have to pay trainers. Then you have to fly. 
and you don't have any health insurance, you're going to get hurt just training to make 15 grand. I easily made a decision. It sucked, but I had to turn away my passion for what was basic economic knowledge that UGA had just given me. So <laughs> that, and I think that's just crooked because, and this is, I'm going to go on this for a second. This is what I texted you about. Please because, rant. Hey, Continue, sir. Far. This is yours. I was sparring and we had a great sparring session, but I, I walked away and my shins are killing me. I've got bruises up and down my legs from eating blood kicks. You know, I was checking, I ate some hard shots. I got a great little, nice little black eye that's going to pop up here, you know, but I had to make sure and say, Hey, do I have a concussion? You know, I had to check in with my, my fiance. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be able to walk for a little bit. This is what's going on. And it affects my life. The only reason I'm able to do that is because I have a full-time job with life insurance and health insurance. These guys don't. And, to, and to, to have to pay someone, you know, to only make 30K a year, maybe, and to bust your ass full-time, and then maybe possibly have to work on the side and to give all that money away, that's just, it's not right. So, it's Roots, I, they got to unionize. They have to. Unionize. That was my, that was one of they're my gonna to, They're going to have to hold out. They're making shit money anyways. Like, go go fight for Bellator for pennies on the UFC dollar to make real dollars. You see what I'm saying? Like, hold out, unionize, get all the best fighters together, and say, look, like, we'll, we'll go. Well, guys, we're making 20 grand a fight right now anyways. Let's go make 10 grand a fight for a year and 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 and, and suffocate this dude until he until he bends and until he folds. It, to me, it's not like the, like the NFL people say, oh, well, they got a strike. Or, or even the MLB, they got a strike. You're talking about like a 1,700 like people collective between in, in those sports in terms of players and, and player representation. It's almost impossible to represent the entire body. There's so many different like people and, and different like needs and wants and 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 requirements in that structure. The UFC, how many fighters they got? Roots. We got 100 guys on the roster. Oh, way more than that. Two, 200, 250 guys on the roster. You got what, like 15, 20 contenders per weight class, and you got what, eight weight classes? That's 160 to 200 people on the roster. So it ain't a bunch. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a massive league. They need, they need to figure out something in, in terms of they need to band together. And, and it's so simple to say because we're not the ones that got to go hungry for eight months, however long it takes. Um, well, so that, that's, this has been a long talk for a long time. While the, one of the previous hell that, yeah, it has, and it's because someone always folds. It, there's so, always there's always a, a replacement, right? Someone always crosses the picket fence. That so no, not really. Well, some of the ideas that have been brought up is well, they have to have some kind of competition. Then, so having Bellator as a round has been great. Um, but I forgot the one name by Showtime, um, where you saw that UFC actually bought them out. And they've actually been doing this. They will. They bought out WEC, which was a real competition back in the day. Gave you some great lightweight, lighter weights like Jose Aldo, uh, Uriah Faber, um, uh, and Dominic Cruz. You know, all champions at that time. Um, they bought out WEC because they needed the additional weight classes. They didn't have 145, 135, and they already had a great roster. So the UFC also has a history of. Oh, well, that could possibly be a contender. R Roots, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but monopolies haven't ruined American sports. There, there isn't a monopoly in the NFL. They're just not assholes about it. There's, there's yeah. a monopoly in the Major League Baseball. They're just not assholes about it. There's one NBA. There's a 50-50 revenue split. 
there's one UFC right now, and there's a like a 15% revenue split. 85 right. to the owners. There's one asshole in American sports. It's Dana White. The rest of them are just crooks. But there's one guy that's just blatantly, I'm making the money to hell with you. you I'll go find more. There's one of those, and it's Dana White. So let me, let me ask this then. UFC is still a relatively young sport, right? We only now we have them people really. See, but no, I mean, comparatively, we're talking about American, American sports culture. Yeah, very young. We're, we're 20 yeah. years removed from John McCain calling it a cage fighting or uh, what do you call it? Chicken fighting, human cock fighting. That's what he said. So my question would be to you then as someone who's watched at the maturation of athletes and what they've been able to do as like in other sports, especially in football, which is very demanding. At what point did you ever see, I guess, in the, in the age maturation process of athletes where they were like, Hey, no, it's time for us to put our foot down and get what we need. Because even with the NFL, like that's come a long way in the last, I say 20 years and a lot of progress has been made. So what do you think? It, the- it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Cause I think we have a very similar model for decades, WWE wrestlers. And I hate, and UFC fans, if for some reason they find this audio, they're going to be pissed that I made this comparison, but it's true. The WWE existed forever. And Vince McMahon was bending them folks over. They were, tra- I mean, you were doing shows 300 days a year, breaking your back, like getting thrown around the ring. I mean, taking chairs to the head 300 nights a week. He was shipping you around everywhere, paying you pennies on the dollar while he's making millions. It's a very similar structure. And it took, honestly, until uh, Tony Khan's son got involved in wrestling and started AEW. And now that there's a major competitor, the WWE's absolutely, I mean, they're in trouble right now, big time. So you're, you're very, very true in the sense that like, these real combat sports, I understand WWE's, it's, it's, we know it's fake. understand that. But still combat sport owned by one guy that makes a shitload of money and is really, really powerful. He runs the whole business, calls all the shots, develops the storylines, picks all the characters, develops the character storylines, and makes sure they carry out, right? What's that sound like? Sounds like the UFC. Sounds like Dana White. So until AEW came around and Vince McMahon got really, really old, there was just one. And every once in a while, there's one that comes around. Somebody's right. got to dump a shitload of money into Bellator and start pulling these guys and say, like, look, dude, like combat sports are huge. I'm going to pay Conor McGregor 50% revenues and $40 million up front because I got angel investors. Jeremiah, you look like you got something to say. <laughs> so I was watching Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady show they have on ESPN Plus. And good shit. I was he cusses eight, a lot I, in that. Yeah. I like it. Fantastic show. Love he's, it. He's not, he's um, not like, uh, he's not, I don't, I don't eat strawberries, Tom Brady. He's, He's like, hell yeah, we just scored a fucking touchdown, Tom Brady. That's what he is. Love it. Um, so <clears throat> I think there's two avenues for this, right? One avenue is having another major competitor, right? Dumping millions of dollars into Bellator. That's one avenue you can take. Or you take the biggest names in the sport and get them to go on to that side you want. I think when the strikeout when NFL happened, right, it was Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning were the three that who headed it on, right? Yeah, I, last, I, I think it lasted like 72 hours. It was it was very, very minimal. I th- actually, it was longer than that. But they didn't miss any games. I think they missed maybe like a preseason game or something like that. But it was nothing major. But, yeah, you are correct. But it, it was, it was, it very, was very an entire offseason, though, right? It was quarterback-driven, yes. Every time these, every time these uh, you know, player uh, agreements come up, there's always a hold. Because, A, players want to drag it out to get the best agreement. But most importantly, in football particularly, they just want to miss spring training. Fuck that. I'm just trying to miss practice. Well, 
<clears throat> yeah. So my point in bringing that up, I don't think either you have to have a major competitor or you have to have people like Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal and John Jones and all these people that are huge names in the UFC to come and fight and get that revenue split. Because, I mean, I mean, that's another thing they could take because, I mean, realistically, Bellator probably won't ever get to that level that UFC is at until they get to John Jones, until they get to Jorge Masvidal, until they get that, that caliber of name. I just don't see it happening personally. And, and until that happens, I don't see anything changing. And yeah, it has to be one of the two. Got to agree with a great point. Like, I think one of the things, like, everyone compares it back to boxing is that you've got so many different competitors, like, different belts, and that, that creates storylines, as you said it before, Brooks. So until a competitor comes up who has the talent, is able to take some away. Like, they've, Bellator has done a good job of getting, like, Rampage and Shogun, Hua, and older classics. But, I mean, come on, those guys are, they're past their prime right now. So. So to bring it all to a closing point, do we classify Jake Paul as professional boxing or celebrity boxing? Celebrity. 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 I'm really, really glad for all of you guys agreed because it opens up the next avenue of content that I wanted to create, which is who's your number one celebrity you want to see get in the ring and see if they bout it? Because my, my, my guy's the rock, boys. I'm trying to see if the rock got like if 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 we mess around and find out the rock got some paws on him, that that would be interesting. Also, if we found out the rock is a fraud, South Florida fraud, which I don't think he is. This is a South Florida, Florida, Miami hurricane. Like, this is this is Miami, like 90s Miami hurricane. Okay. Man, like he, where, he rode the bench in Miami, where, man. I don't but hey, I don't give a damn. Sissies don't walk around that campus in the 90s, okay? And play football. Hey. They don't. Okay, it's so, about drive. It's about power. I mean, yeah. come on now. <laughs> it's about hungry. We devour. Yeah. Okay. Um, but <laughs> he just threw me completely off. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, like, he's probably he probably been pressed up on one, once or twice in his life, and I'm sure he's got some hands. I'm just trying to figure out would it be entertaining to watch his big ass box. Who's he boxing? That's the thing. Are we throwing him in there with a pro? Hey, I mean, it's just, at this point, just give him diesel. I mean, but that's unfair because like they had to fight on like platforms and shit in the movie. In Fast and Furious, they if y'all haven't y'all haven't read about this, have you? I'll see a bunch no, of faces that look shocked. They literally had to fight on platforms because The Rock is six foot four and Vin and Diesel is is like five foot seven and a half. And then, what? yes, he's a bro. He's he's wee man. He's he's a tiny, tiny bro, man. He's being five seven, bro. Wee man, my nuts. And they absolutely that's on you know, that's <laughs> on me. That's on me. It's on me. Five, <laughs> five, five, seven and a half is you know, he's what? six foot, man. He's Who? six foot. No, no bullshit. Yes. Bullshit. Dude, that's what Google says. I'm looking at it right now. Google nah, says six nah, nah, Google lying to your ass. No, no way. <laughs> No way. Uh-uh. That's what it says, man. And uh, Dwayne Johnson, 6'5". Anyways, that's my guy. Who like Who's the celebrity? <laughs> I want to see if The Rock got paused. That's all I'm trying to figure out. Does he have hands or not? Um, but again, South Florida, Miami. Now, like, I ain't saying he's soft nowadays, but he got money. And he probably got people that handle his business. So back in the day, he had to handle his own. Maybe he got one good left in him. I ain't trying to find out if it's me. But I, I want to know if The Rock's got some, you know, I want to see if The Rock got some paws on him. Who, who y'all got? Give me, give me Betty White. I know she's, she's got it. <laughs> I know Betty White's about it. She might be like 120 now, but she's got it. 
all day what, long. So that, that's an age class instead of a weight class. Is that what they're going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. An age, an age class. <laughs> You, you have oh, to man. you have to fight someone fucking 90. <laughs> I would probably take uh Mark Wahlberg. You Ooh, know, yeah. I have a I you're have pain a and gain and aren't you? I want pain and gain, Mark Wahlberg. That's who yeah, I want. I want to see. Like, yo, bro. Yeah. I want Roy out Mark Wahlberg. He did pain and gain. Apparently, he got a gym and you know, he got a ring in his house. Like, let's see, you for real, bro. I'm like, I'm real. Or he, had a, he had a syringe in his cheek, that's but that's okay. You know, um, Wahlberg gets up at like 2 30. Oh, morning dude, Wahlberg's a grinder. Wahlberg really? is a grinder. He gets so up at like 2 30. He gets up at like 2 30 every morning. He goes to bed at like 6. He goes downstairs at his house and works out in his gym. And then that's his schedule he operates on like 2 30, 3 o'clock every morning, goes to bed at like 6 o'clock. Mark Wahlberg strikes me as the type of human being that gets punched in the face and looks across at the other person and goes, Ooh, thank you. You know, he, he looks like, like you wake up at two o'clock in the morning. You're basically punching yourself in the face every morning. Anyway, True. let's be honest. Hey, like yeah. you're waking up and just kicking yourself in the forehead. He's a Boston guy, right? And he from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's called, big he's on the dunk, bro. He's called a few okay. Adams bottles to the head, so anything's better than that, you know. No so here's the other reason I would like to I'd like to see him, uh, see if it's real, because he used to be Marky Mark, and he used to get on stage, Funky Bunch, you know, just get up and just drop his drawers. Good so, vibrations, baby. Good vibrations. Part of me is like <laughs> wanting to see and possibly a TV star wannabe thug get beat up. You know, I just want to know. It's been too long. Wannabe thug. He said them words. He said I mean, them words. Until we can see for show. <laughs> Y'all seen tape of me. Y'all know, okay, what I got. We ain't seen no tape of Walmart. <laughs> what do you got, Jeremiah? Jeremiah? I got I got to go with uh, Mr. Cole Hauser from uh, Yellowstone. Real. You got to give me a real, and I got to see yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, what do you – should we all get cowboy hats for Christmas? What do y'all think? Oh, I, I've, I've been looking for them. I really. Uh, I need. I need a. I need a black hat and and you know how like jeans you can buy jeans pre-hold, like pre-worn. Can somebody like pre-wear my hat? Because that I ain't gonna wear that. I ain't gonna wear that some bitch, but like two times a year. So can someone like hey, make just, it look like I wore it every day like Rip did? Because that thing hey, was man, just, badass. Just, just throw it into that little crick you got beside your house. In that little crick. In that little crick. In that little crick. Bro's looking like a little Nas X out here trying to wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> Bro, I would rock that shit. I got the horses in the back. Hey, it's saying, saying we got six minutes left on this meeting. Hey, it's all good. We'll just start a new record. See, all that's, right, the, th that's okay. the thing about these here Zooms, man. I, shout out Levitard Show. Every once in a while, if you listen to their content, if you listen to their content, you'll hear the Zoom stop. Because even though they signed a $50 million deal with DraftKings, they still don't upgrade their Zoom for $5. Because <laughs> like, Zoom, Zoom just lets you hit the button again. And it's like, hey, dummies, like, don't worry. We'll take a break in five and a half minutes. We'll come right back. Like, we're just working on a hard out. That's all we're doing. And, and, in the business, I know you guys are newbies in this, in this life. But in the business, we call that a hard network out, right? Oh. So, like, in, the, in, in radio – Somebody come in your ear and say, we're at, we're out at 52, okay? Or we're out at 37. So you're looking up at the clock. You're carrying out your conversation. You got to be out by 52. You got to be out by 37. In this case, we got to be out in five. 
Um, or we don't. We just restart um, said recording. But um, what else were we going to talk about today? Who else had some topics? I think we had some NFL topics. The NFL is absolutely freaking insane right about now. Yeah, it's insane. Who's um, good? Who's good? Because we went, we went a month of saying Kansas City's trash to have a historically bad defense. We went a month of saying Dallas is great. My God, they're scoring 40 points a game. They've looked anemic offensively despite winning football games. We said Arizona was great. My God, last undefeated team in the NFL. Kyler Murray gets hurt. Dog shit. Arizona's now in the water. Okay, Baltimore up and down every single week. Cleveland, a seven and eight football team. Buffalo came into the season thinking they were going to be great. Seven and five, eight and five, eight and six. Like who, who, what NFL? Do we just throw like the Bucks? The Bucks look great offensively. And if you look up the, the, the team data and the team stats, they're still far and ahead of everybody else in the NFL. And then you look then up and you're like, game. holy shit, they just got goose egged on the road. And I get, I get New Orleans is a really, really bad matchup for them stylistically. Like they have a bunch of dudes that can match up with what uh, Tampa Bay brings. But damn, man, like who's good in the NFL? Who's stable? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? You don't freaking know. We're, 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 we're 14 games there in and nobody no knows. We've got three, we have three weeks left in the season and nobody knows. We don't Packers know who's good. The most consistent team this what, year. You said the Packers? Yes. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. a great point. Consistent. Like from, from top to bottom. Now, like they do have like hey, the New Orleans Saints week one walked in there and smacked that ass around inside inside Lambeau. Like they've got a loss destroyed like that them. too. Destroyed, destroyed them. I think it was a 37 like three football game. So they have that blemish, but it you're right. It was early on in the season. What I like about Green Bay is that like they're just good all around. They're really yeah. good everywhere. They don't rely yeah. on one thing. They don't rely on one player other than Rodgers. And if you're going to rely on one player, let's rely on Rodgers. That's that's pretty that's a pretty good one to lean on. And Rodgers said, uh, I got a broken big toe. Who gives a shit? What does it matter? Toe. I'll still take it. Oh, oh, man, come on. Wait, you can't even talk about that in the, in the presser. You can talk about <laughs> pinky toes, man. The damn, damn uh, Patrick Mahomes was playing with turf toe so bad it basically turned into drop foot in the Super Bowl. But he could not, like, use his big toe because the, the turf toe was so bad. And I still think he's got somewhat of a problem. But if you watch him scramble for his damn life last that's week, crazy. like, that's what he does. It's it's so – it's crazy to me how – I mean, I was worried. I don't know about you guys. But when I looked up at the NFL four years ago, I said, well, shit, Peyton Manning's retiring. And at that point, Tom Brady was 40. And I'm like, he got to be done soon. He's apparently going to play till he's 75 years old. So let's just ignore that one. But, yeah, I mean, you had Drew Brees hanging around, right? Phillip Rivers. Like, the guys we grew up watching, the like the, the, the guys that brought us from 1998 West Coast offense to modern spread it, throw it, chunk it offenses, yeah. though that, that lineage of quarterbacks, they're now gone. And I was worried that when we got to where we are now, that we didn't have, we weren't going to have great quarterback play. Guys, we've got insane quarterback play in the NFL. Seriously. Turn, watch, watch, Same. watch on Sundays. It is so incredible to watch what these dudes are doing. Whether you're watching, whether you're watching Kyler or Lamar, and they all do it different ways. Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Josh or, uh, uh, Herbert from uh, San Diego, or now with the Chargers. I mean, shit, Derek Carr is going to put up 4,800 yards this year. Like, they're all playing at such a phenomenal rate. And I understand the, the game has – it's gotten much softer, right? And, and it's, it's been created and handled more for the offense, and I get that. 
But damn, quarterback play is good right now. It is, it is the best it's ever been, in my opinion. And I think that's the reason why every week's a toss-up. You know, you go in and like, shit. I mean, today, I mean, Nick Mullins might throw for 190 yards, and they got a good enough defense to maybe beat us. You know, there's, there's 40 well, guys that can yeah. maybe win an NFL game. That's crazy. I think it's going to be a war of attrition. Because isn't this season the first one where they, they've extended a few Yeah, games? but, it, I mean, it's 17 games. They gave them a one less preseason game, which they weren't really playing preseason games anyways. And they were kind of taking the sixth or the 17th week off anyways. But, like, now now I think what I, – I, I didn't realize that an additional 17th week, it makes sense, but mathematically you're giving a, an additional team an opportunity to win a football game, right? You're giving everyone another opportunity to win a football game, which means late in the season – you're increasing the chances that teams are tight, right? That that races are tight, that playoff races are close, which is what we have right now in the NFL. I, I think yesterday the Cleveland Browns went from fourth in the AFC to 12th in the AFC with one loss. Um, I was telling the these NFC. guys, Jake, what, what, that's the most me thing ever. I sat here and try to tell you guys about what a hard network out is and how to not stomp on one, and I fucking <laughs> ran face first into it. Yeah. Just right into it. Just cut myself right off in the middle of a take. Go ahead, JR. I was saying um, the NFC West is like it's the tightest thing right now. I got Cardinals are up 10-4, then the LA Rams 9-4, uh, 49ers 8-6, and the Seahawks 5-8. Yeah, they got a game going on right now, don't they? Yeah. Uh, playing it's... the Seattle, they're up 17-10. Seattle is? No. Uh, over over uh, the Rams, Rams or the Rams are? Okay. Rams are up. Well, one of the reasons I say it's a war of attrition is because the biggest thing that, to me right now, that has been a winner overall, and I think affecting those teams, you look at, um, has been injuries. You look at, uh, uh, you look at Green Bay's wide receivers. Um, you look at Kansas City's defense with their front line. They Green Bay's offensive line. They're basically a, a, a turnstile, left tackle. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, so that's really affected everyone. So right now, I think if, if it can keep it consistent. And the one thing they have been able to do is, like, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, the guy just doesn't quit. And Green Bay has a top three defense right now. I think Kansas City, with their defensive tackle and their defensive end back, you know, they can – and if they can stay healthy with Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, mm -hmm. another guy who's been carrying me in fantasy since he got healthy. <laughs> thought about dropping him for a long time, but – he came back at the right time and seems to be like refueling that team. So I think it's a war of attrition. Whoever can survive and keep keep healthy on the field. All right. So let's let's close with this tonight. It's the holiday season, right? Tis the season. Here it is, December 21st. My question to you gentlemen is you've all worked in office spaces, correct? It's all raise a hand. An office environment. There's a no, no office environment, like a local you know, there, there's one refrigerator in the office, nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One refrigerator in the office, nothing. Okay. Well, I got you. A lot of, a lot of the American workforce during this time of the year, I'll tell you this much. There is a bunch of goodies that show up to the office. Okay. Whether it be, you know, clients that you've helped or, you know, it's good business during the holidays. If you're not doing this yourself, you should probably do it. If you run a business or are a part of a business or, you know, whatever, suggest sending gifts out to your clients and, 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 and to your subcontractors, to the people that you work with as a thank you, as a happy holidays. Thank you. Right. Well, mm -hmm. we have a bunch of these things that show up to the office every year. 
And it is honestly my my favorite time of the year, gentlemen, because it's nothing but meats and cheeses. We have oh, like we boy. have like four subcontractors that send, and I'm talking about the good meats and cheeses. I'm talking <laughs> about the aged smoked sausage. I'm talking about the gouda, you know, the gouda. Oh. I'm not talking about a fountain of cheese. I'm talking about you know Swiss, uh, you know. Cheddar, a buttery, buttery brie, mm. all of the brie, you know what I'm talking about? All of it. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, there's some packaged salmon that show up to the to the <laughs> office. So my my question, gentlemen, is when these types of things happen, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the holidays. When you show up to an event or when you show up to a place, and there's just an array of of delectables of things that you might want to put in your mouth. Um, what what's what's the <laughs> what's the uh What's the process here? What's the rules? Are you allowed to mac out? Do you kind of just take it easy? Do you grab a couple of them? Like me personally, I kind of I, I kind of grab a couple of them, a reasonable, and then I, I scope it out. I see if any if there's any other return customers. You know, if it's in the break room, I'm, I might go in there and make a second cup of coffee, even though I know damn sure I ain't gonna drink it or whether or not I need it. But I'm gonna go in there, and you know what? If the gouda looks twice touched, I might touch it a third time. You feel me? Okay, so that. That, that's kind of my method. I kind of approach it that way, kind of needle around. What 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 do you got, Jeremiah? Well, actually, let's start with you, Jake. You're you're a former fat guy now, turned skinny guy that like yeah. you know is on the chicken and rice. So let's talk to you. Let's let you fascinate and, and fantasize for a little bit. So you got to do it. I, I like your strategy there. I like your strategy. You like scope a little, it out. We'll touch you, and go. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch and go. We'll, we'll try. We'll, so we'll try. You start. You scope it out, and you don't really show much interest. You know, like you walk into the break room, people are like, hey, scout's gonna scout. Did you see all the stuff today? And you're like, oh, what stuff? And then you get a you get a feel. Somebody's like, yeah, I'm really I'm really spying on that smoked salmon, you know. But like, oh yeah, yeah, you get a feel for it. And then you know people start busting it open, and and you you find so personally, I would oh, follow. Oh, so you leak? Yeah, you're you're so the guy I, that walks around. You're like, hey, bro, you see the donuts that Karen yeah. brought in this and morning? So I would follow Delicious. one person. I'm never going by myself to get any of it. I'm going with a partner. You're a coward. You're a coward. You're a coward. <laughs> no, I'm trying not to piss anybody off. Because if it, so, like, all right, for example, on my last clinical, my CI shows up one day with a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. I have very few like weaknesses in this Pack world. Pack of those. Like Krispy Kreme glazes. I will sell them straight. And so, what I do more. is she comes in and she's like, Tell me more. She's like, Do you? want a donut and i was like yeah maybe later blah 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 so Excuse i me, don't a donut? touch a donut until somebody else does and then somebody's like oh yeah i'm gonna have one now i'm gonna have one later and i'm like fuck it you're gonna have two i'm gonna have two <laughs> right now and that's how we roll See, so I, we got Jake's I, method. He's a sneaker out in the office hey they got some shit up in there y'all trying to go bust it down and then he walks in and cleans up JR, what do you got going on here? So <clears throat> I've got a similar, but okay. So my method is I go in, it doesn't really matter what time, when everybody, when it's announced, go in, make me a small little player, maybe get like a one little thing, right? You break the go seal. Go out and eat. Break the yeah, seal. Yeah, break the seal. Yeah. I go eat it, enjoy myself, and I give myself a timer, right? Give me 30 minutes. Because after 30 timer? minutes, give me 30 minutes, everybody has their chance to go and get what they want, right? Once I see everybody has a chance to go get what they want, I'm gonna go clean up. I'll get all. I'm gonna get the corn. I'm gonna get everything. Give me all that. I do that. I, I do just, that with so my family dinners. Here's the deal: as you get older and more cantankerous and more southern, 
you're gonna walk around your house or whatever the event is, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, look here, motherfuckers, y'all got thirty minutes. Y'all got thirty minutes before Daddy comes in here yeah. and cleans house. All right? Y'all got yes, thirty sir. minutes." Yes, sir. Yeah, my uh, grandparents used to get on to me because when I was little, I was a little fat kid. I grew out of it eventually, but so we got a whole, we got like, we got three fat guys and a handsome dude with long hair. You're wrong. You were like you were a young fatty too. In fifth grade, I used to wear my five seven ass used to wear a size thirty six pants in men's. Bro, so I, wait, wait, and this <laughs> it, it makes me it makes me want to be really, really like hype, like really, really happy. But it also makes me feel like shit because I'm the only big one left. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty oh. thick, man. Don't don't get that twisted. I'm pretty. Oh, thick. dude, you you carry like a good a good two sixty, like clean. You know what I'm saying? It's not like loose. I just dress yeah, nice. <laughs> I just dress nice. That's it. M- money makes me look relatively not fat. Um, but no, I, like I'm the only one that didn't trim. I, I got to get my life together. Bro, no, man, you're but, doing well. I got to get my life together. Fine. You, you just have, have some to be a physically bigger guy, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, let's not let's not let's not turn this into a let's make Brooks feel better about himself session. But I mean. It's it's funny that we all grew up fat, which makes these discussions much much better. Roots, we got to get your method because I, I want to know about this. So basically, we've got to check the scene, demolish the scene later, circle back, like see if anyone else is double back, make sure if they have, you can just clean house. That's my method. Jake's a hey y'all come check this out, and then just destroys it. Jr. sets a fucking timer which is the weirdest thing i've ever heard not a um, literal timer man. It's no, like no 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 it's the story's much better <laughs> if it's a literal timer like a physical <laughs> timer 30 minutes tick down ding 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 all right motherfuckers i'm tearing it up rudes what, what are we going what's the situation here whether it's so, family dinner christmas dinner local whatever what are you I doing definitely like, i like to get first out you gotta scope it out you can't just go in because because you don't want to like because if it's mid i'm probably gonna go figure it out myself right but there might be something like fire at the end of the one table mm. and not the other end so you don't want to like get all the chocolate chip cookies just because that's what you like but for me i like to scope it out first get a plate that's like light on a little bit of everything and so sprinkle a little bit of everything just i want to try first but it doesn't look like i overplowed it because i don't want to look greedy it's free, especially if there's other people. I don't want to look the selfish guy just taking advantage of it. So I'll do that, get a good idea of what I like. Maybe take a second plate, a little bit of everything. Now I know what I like. I'm going to come back. Oh, crab cakes. I'm going to get me some crab cakes, you know, and then but keep, crab cakes. keep the cake, you know, keep the plate decent, not overflowing. So I don't look selfish. And if someone else, you know, happens to finish something up, that's fine. Cause then I'm gonna do like Jeremiah, <laughs> the fat kid's gonna kick in. Hell and yeah! Over. It's so, like you know, at just end of day, everyone's about gone. You know, there's a donut. Left. I'm gonna get that donut. So you're one of these. You're one of these pack animals that like takes a chunk, takes a lap, takes a chunk, takes a lap until he ate the whole goddamn cow. Is that is that mm-hmm. what I'm hearing? Pretty much. Hey. Ain't it weird how we all got our own different styles about the way we go about life, man? Ain't that great? Yeah. I've had brothers, bro. You got to get yours and get the fuck out, man. You can't. So, so I had a bigger brother. I had an older brother. But quickly, I became the bigger brother, Um, even though I was never the, the brother that could. It's always something about little bro. 
if you got a big brother that's like not not a pansy, yeah, it's hard to push that guy off his mountaintop. I'm just gonna say that. Anybody else, little bros? I'm a little bro. Okay. Until until you get him, or, or, or however many of them there are, until you like submit that dude, make him tap out. You just little low man on the totem pole, bro. Keep taking them whippings. Like that's what it is. I don't care how bad you are, until you beat that dude, you ain't bad enough. And you know what? That's Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? That was <laughs> dirty, gentlemen. That's Jesus. why I'm a professional. You see that? I just tied it together mid spin. Uh, almost got hung over again just thinking about that football game. <laughs> Bro, that football game, I don't mean to put Jake's business out there in the streets, but that football, <laughs> that football game took a good 18 months off Jake's life. <laughs> a good fucking 18 months. <laughs> and you know what? Them some bitches, them, them years, they was gone by the third quarter. I, I, I got the time stamps, man. Game didn't end until 1030. <laughs> J- Jake was ready to hang up the fan cleats midway through the third quarter. Jake, are yeah. you okay? Can we talk about it now? Are you good? I'm I'm good now. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I've tried to consume some Brooks Austin content breaking down the That's game, right. and all that I do is I get two minutes into it and I just can't do it. <laughs> oh. Whoa, you're the one fucking my audience retention rate up, huh? I just can't do it, man. I get like two minutes in and I'm like, nah, I'm not ready for this heartbreak again. Oh, and then God, the hangover from that and the wonderful email and awesome. What was it, bro? What did, Dude, what did you have? What did, what did you have on oh, that email? That was hysterical. Email. One day, one day, was our, one, one day when we become famous and have a massive platform and can share this to millions, we'll share that email. Um, Jake, uh, what was the taste? Because every every person, when you have that hangover, there's a taste that you have from the night before. What was the taste? <sighs> Dude, I really... that's how I describe hangovers. By the way. Uh, so I, I didn't I can't tell you a taste but y'all know me like I'm always doing something I'm going doing something like me being still is very rare uh, so I w- was planning on leaving here and driving to Louisiana at about like nine o'clock Georgia time <laughs> I laid in my bed and did not move until like noon Ooh. and then a, a, a good old-fashioned boy you thought Bro, my favorite thing that came out of that, which is just a hilarious memory. So I have a Georgia football license plate on the front of my truck. That's right. So I'm in Louisiana. I'm at my girlfriend's dad's house. We're walking out to like go to dinner or something. And I'm see the front of my truck and my plate is gone. My license plate is gone. And I'm like, dude, who jacked my shit? Like, what's going on here? Who would even he, want it? And then all of a sudden, it just like flashed back to me. And I have a memory. I'm on my hands and knees in the front yard trying to rip this tag off of my truck. My mama is standing there like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going to rip this bitch off. I'm done with this. Hey, wait, wait. You at your girlfriend's parents' house doing all this? No, I was, no, I was in my mother's home doing Hell that. yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> Bro. And so I got it off. I like snapped it in half and threw it away. I took all my none of my Georgia stuff is up on the walls. Thank God! Again. Thank God that that story ended with you getting it off of the truck. That's just that, that fits the brand. You're fucking psycho. <laughs> You're swollen enough to rip your own damn license plate off your truck. Yeah. Hey, good thing is there, that's the only thing that wound up broken out of the night. So that's that's a win. That's a big other win. than your spirit <laughs> and your soul and my liver. And my liver. Yeah, that'll work too. All right. 